everyone, and welcome to the InStyle podcast, where we at InStyle talk to inspiring members of the hairdressing industry. We have an incredible guest today, the world-renowned Tabitha Coffey, who gave such incredible insights from her experience, career, her incredible expertise. We really hope that you guys enjoy that. Remember that you can subscribe and find out everything you need to know about InStyle podcast at www.styleicons.com.au slash podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast to get this inspiration straight to your ears, and we hope you enjoy this interview. Welcome to the InStyle and Style Icons podcast, where we talk to prolific members of the hair industry to gain their insights for other hairdressers who might want to hear some of the expertise from these industry legends. And we really do have such an incredible industry legend and icon with us today. She is an educator, someone who uh, has business coaching and has been such a force in terms of kind of raising the the younger generation and the industry at large. She's also such a well-known name, a TV star. I mean, her career knows no bounds and I'm sure we'll get into it, but it's the incredible Tabitha Coffee. Tabitha, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you for having me. What an introduction. I feel like um, a dinosaur and a unicorn all rolled into one. <laughs> well, not a dinosaur. I mean, definitely <laughs> a unicorn. I think that that one is fair, but I think when people come on and say, thank you for the introduction, often it's because the career speaks for itself and, you know, all the accolades are yours. And I'm just kind of mentioning, but probably the tip of the iceberg of everything that you've done is such a phenomenal career. Um, and I wanted to keep it a little current and ask you what you're excited about in your career right now, because it has been so versatile because you're always doing so much. What's really getting you excited about what you're doing at the moment? Um, honestly, for me, it's, it's often the same thing, which is I'm so inspired by young people in the industry. and I remember being a young person in the industry and working with uh, people that are still in beauty school, um, doing their apprenticeship, just out of the industry, just starting their business is so incredibly inspiring for me. Um, I learn, hopefully, um, as much as I give to them. So that is always a really big benchmark for me of any time I educate, it's looking at where is our industry going? What is the future? How can we change, evolve, grow, do things differently, learn from the past, but move forward in really insightful um, and empowering ways? Where do you see that state of the industry? Like what are the markets that you are responding to with right now and even looking slightly into the future? Um, I find technology really interesting. And I know it freaks a lot of people out. Um, I think obviously the younger generation has grown up with technology. It's not a learning curve, say, for someone like me that is older and has had to adapt to technology. So I think as we progress and as AI progresses, technology progresses, it will be such a friend um, to the industry in the right ways of being able to run our businesses much more productively, streamlined and efficiently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have all the listeners on the line, basically with, you know, one of the best business coaches in the world, maybe gives a couple of tips for them of of the main things. I know that it's probably a very personal approach that you have with your education, but is there anything that you feel like any business owner or anyone up and coming in the hair industry would need to know right now and need to be doing to be successful? Um, I honestly think in some ways it's interesting coming out of what we've all come out of in 2020, right, and that was a global occurrence, 
it's going back to basics in some way. And I don't mean doing that in an old way, but I think we can't underestimate the power that we have with human connection and creating these experiences for our clients. And I think when we get really busy, we're behind the chair, you know, we're doing well or not doing well in our business, we we sometimes forget the human aspect that we have of a client in our presence and how powerful that is. And I think coming out of, you know, lockdowns and challenges and all the things that we've done and now coming back and really needing to reorientate ourselves in many ways of communicating again and kind of getting over some of the isolation fatigue that we've all experienced. It's realizing how incredibly important that holding space for someone else is, truly listening to them, not just listening to the words they're saying, but really listening and tapping into that um, is a very profound part of our business and something for me that has always been very powerful. Yeah, I know everyone's experience of the last couple of years has been all around terrible, but obviously very different, even within Australia and obviously globally as well. Um, and obviously there are commonalities around that, but they've all, you know, been different journeys. So when you come to Australia and you're currently in Sydney and then you're going to be in Perth, which we'll talk about, do you see specific things with the Australian hair industry? Do you see anything, even, you know, obviously being an Australian overseas, looking towards our industry, where, where do you see those main like international differences in, in business and beyond with hair? You know, I'm, I've, always been really inspired by Australian hairdressers and and I know it can sound a little trite but but leaving leaving Australia at such a young age which I did and I went to London for a long time and then to the US and always reflecting back on my education as a young hairdresser here in Australia and seeing the work that Australian hairdressers are producing is really so inspiring for me and so incredibly phenomenal so I always love to um, see what everyone's doing, to come back and hear about the mark they're making and what is inspiring to them. I think on a business level, you know, the thing that has changed so much in the industry in the US, and I know it's starting to change here in Australia as well, is the US market has changed in the way we do business now. So there are many... We went from salons and salon ownership into chair rental, into salon suites, right? So it's kind of, um, I don't mean a down step in a bad way. It's gone, it's definitely encouraging an entrepreneurial spirit, but it's kind of becoming more isolated in some ways because we've gone from these big businesses and having many team members around us and inspiring and creative environment to stepping back, stepping back, stepping back, and then being a solo entrepreneur. Um, And I know there is a shift and many people are talking about it here in Australia as well. So I love coming back and seeing teams and seeing community and seeing business owners that um, do foster that sense of bringing in their apprentices and and giving them education and creating these really lovely environments for their teams as well as for their clientele. 
Yeah, that's been a shift that's definitely happening in Australia as well, but it's coming over as like away from the US. And that is definitely like, I think the inspiration point with that. And I even know uh, recently the Australian Hairdressing Council offered a membership for sole traders because that's become so much bigger, especially since the pandemic and the way that business models are changing. And I know that that might be quite difficult for some people because as an industry, we kind of have our own thoughts on how things should be and things that once were like demonized and this terrible thing become more regular and we're all trying to keep up with times that are rapidly changing. Like, is there advice that you have in that for people to navigate it? I mean, some people will will go with that flow and might go into that type of business. As you said, some people still go with the team thing, which is very, very valid and can be like the, the cornerstone of, of communities. Other people are trying to create communities within freelance positions. It's all very different, but I think that trying to embrace that change in ways or at least whether that change can be difficult for some people. And I'm sure words of wisdom are always a good thing with that. Um, I think it can be really difficult for a lot of people. And I think the key that you said is keeping that open mind. I mean, how amazing is it that we're in an industry that we can actually plug into and do something that suits us, suits our lifestyle, suits our personality, that we Mm. still get to be an entrepreneur, build a community, right, whether it's as, as a solopreneur and building a community with our clients or in the area that we have our business or in a large salon space. And there are not many industries in the world that can actually have that flexibility or that reach to really carve out their niche um, the way they want to. And I think that's one of the amazing things about our industry is that we get to do that. And it is keeping an open mind. I'm not going to demonize someone and say, oh, my preference is that you do it that way, right? That is my preference, but that doesn't mean it works for everyone else. I think the the thing is realizing the incredible vastness of our landscape in our industry and that we really can change the way we look at business, Um, you know, whether that's the hours we work. There are many hairdressers out there now that are saying, I don't work weekends or I only work these hours and here is how I do it or I'm a mom and I'm raising my children but I'm also fulfilling my passion as a business person and a creative. And that is truly the flexibility that our industry affords us. How do you think that that's informed your own career? Because you've had such a versatile career that's taken you to so many phenomenal but very different places. You know, there's TV work, there's education, there's your actual service work that you've done as well. In hairdressing, it's been, you know, a very storied career. So I'm sure keeping that open mind and having that flexibility has been massive and having it be that diverse. But like, how did you approach it at that time when it was really going through so many different points? I think the thing that I has always been my North Star is that I love this industry. And again, it sounds really basic, right? I love being a hairdresser. I love the creative outlet that it gives me. Hair is my medium for creativity. I love the connection of clients, other hairdressers, educating. What the industry affords me as an individual has always played into my passions and my beliefs. And I've never had a set journey of, oh, I wanted to open a salon or I wanted to move out of Australia or I wanted to be on TV or I wanted to do that. I've always followed my passion of hairdressing and then let the career kind of unfold from there. And then the choice becomes yes or no. 
right? Do I want to go down this path? Does this sound interesting to me? Do I want to give this a go? Or do I not want to do that? And I, again, um, that goes back to the greatness of the industry that we're in. And it's something I've had many conversations about since I've been here in Australia talking to different people in the industry. And the same challenges are often presented. It's really hard finding great staff, right? It's really hard doing this. Those pain points are discussed all across the world, right? When I'm in America, the same pain points are brought up to me. When I'm in the UK or Europe, the same pain points come up. It doesn't mean they're not valid, but I think we need to look at them in a different way. And we need to look at the way we do business and expand our mindset out um, a little bit more so that we are more inclusive and encompassing and realize how much versatility lays within the industry that we've all chosen. I think that's great advice. I mean, within necessary change, because the whole world's changing, every industry is changing and that I think can be very scary. But I think as you, as you um, verbalize that, your North style, that like anchoring thing, which is what hairdressing is, like it's always going to be about making people feel great. It's always going to be a like client first relationship that, you know, the, the artistry is there, that that relationship is there, that communication is there, like all that stuff will always be very real and very, very tangible. And then the other stuff around that is just the choice that it mm-hmm. gives. But as long as you have that kind of anchoring facet, I think, as you described your North Star, I think that that um, is a really good way to to look at it and to approach it without it all feeling like it's changing so much because there will always be kind of the, the heart of it and these similarities that are core to the industry. So I think that that is, you know, great advice and it makes sense as well with your career because it has been so diverse, but it's all predicated on helping people, on communication, on growing the industry, on the, the way that the industry is. And I think that that's been a running theme that that kind of keeps that consistency. I wanted to ask as well, you are here for the Intercafure Atelier, the Spring Atelier in Perth. Um, is there anything you can tell us about what you'll be presenting and educating there? I'm really excited to go to Perth and to be with um, all the members and the non-members that are coming to the event. So I have a lot of different things we're going to be doing in Perth. Um, I think getting back to basics in an elevated way is is what we're doing and the theme of the atelier is reconnection and that's something that's really important and when I started to look at that I think there are so many layers to it it's reconnecting for us um, to our peers in the industry and having those conversations and getting back out networking. It's also reconnecting to our clients as people are coming back out and we're emerging into what everyone is calling this new world. And I think it's reconnecting to ourselves, which we don't talk about because we have all been through something, right? We've all experienced it in a different way. We've all had whatever challenges we've had. So, For me, the first thing is communication and looking at how we can communicate really effectively with our teams, with our clients, um, whether that be through social media, through education, through marketing, whatever way we're looking at communicating with all of those around us. And then looking at some of the things that are holding us back and talking about some of the things that we've just talked about with 
embracing change and not demonizing people and overcoming some of the fear um, and perhaps some of the limited mindsets that we have had in the past um, considering our business and how we can change those so that we can truly grow, right? Grow as individuals and also grow as business owners, leaders, and people that have an impact on our clients. For sure. I mean, in terms of that impact as well, I know that you've had a lot to do philanthropically uh, with Hair Aid as an example and really giving back. Can you speak to what's been really meaningful for you in that work and why that was so important for you in your career? Um, I love Hair Aid. It is such a life-changing experience to be able to go on a project and connect with other hairdressers and also really see firsthand that what we do, the skill of cutting hair, right, in its most basic kind of stripped-down form can actually change someone's life. And it's truly just profound um, when you go on a project. I have always believed in giving back in any way I can. So Hair Aid is a passion for me and I love going on projects and I'm such a fan of and supporter of everything they do and love Selena. She's an amazing woman and human being. I work with cancer societies in the US as well. Um, one of my passions is cutting kids' um, wigs for teenagers and children that have just gone through chemo and coming back out and trying to go back to school or have events and things like that and want to fit in with their peers is really important as well. And I, I think for all of us, right, it's finding something that we believe in and lights us up and ways that we can give back and feel really great about the work that we do. I know maybe not us um, as industry professionals, but often people around us. I'm sure we've all had that comment of, oh, you just cut hair, right? Or you just play with people's hair all day. And it's a very closed-minded, old-school kind of thought, but there are still people that think that's what we do and don't realise what an impact we have on our clients' lives, how, yes, we physically change the way they look but we actually change the way they feel about themselves and when we can do that to our clients which we do all the time but there is often pressure that comes with that of having to make sure our clients look and feel amazing and right we're charging for our services etc but we can step back and take it out to children's hospitals or to something like hair aid and give back to our community, it is really just remarkable. Yeah, I think that's such an important part of, as you're saying, that the theme of connection, connecting yeah. as an industry, even connecting to yourself to doing things like that. Is there advice that you would give to hairdressers or salon owners who, you know, it's it's a busy lifestyle and it can kind of feel like you get trapped in the routine. And, and even if you want to do that thing and it is so helpful to yourself, um, you get so much from that as much as you're giving back as well. It can be hard to kind of step out of your routine and kind of find what's right for you, even feel like you find the time or just kind of even feel like the incentive to push yourself to get to that point. So is there advice that you ever give on that about where to find that space or energy or time or, or niche even? Because it is, I think, such a great thing, but it can be hard, I'm sure, to 
find the, the minutes in the day around like running a business and being a hairdresser? Yeah, of course. Look, it's really hard. And I think I think the first thing is to find something that's meaningful to you, right? It's no good doing anything philanthropically if it doesn't really um, align with your beliefs and how you want to help and how you want to serve people. So that is always the first thing for me. I think as a business owner, I always know that some of the best events that I ever did in my business were philanthropic events where I would do fundraisers and I would actually get my staff involved and say, what what do we believe in? What do we want to support? Where can we be of service? And we would do cutathons and we would raise money and we would do things. And sometimes it was local in our own community for a high school, right? Or for the baseball team in the town that my salon was in. And other times it was bigger for a cancer society or for a women's shelter or whatever it is. There are so many ways that we can show up and give back. Um, I think Often people think it has to be time and it has to be a really big commitment and it doesn't. And it doesn't have to be money. It can be donation. It can be doing a raffle and offering a day of beauty in your business. It can be children's sporting events or going to a school play or a women's shelter or, 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 right? There are so many, as I said, different ways that we can give back and, feel aligned with what we're doing. I think it's a really big part of doing business, especially in society now, is making sure that we're always passing things forward, whether that's through our own industry and educating and mentoring and and showing up and doing the work and helping younger people coming into the industry or in the communities that we serve. I'm sure that you've, you know, inspired a lot of people with how they can get into something that will be really meaningful for them. So I'm sure that, you know, that's great advice. And I wanted to ask as well, because you have inspired so much in the industry and obviously the event that you're doing with Intercofure will build on that, like all of these events build on that. But I also feel that you have kind of transcended the industry as well into being like a figure that the whole public, you know, knows that with a really recognizable name and kind of like a brand that is so renowned globally beyond the industry as well. Do you feel that sometimes and do you feel like there's something you have to represent for the hairdressing industry as probably one of the world's most famous hairdressers? Every day. Yeah, every day. Um, It is not lost on me that the recognition that I got from having a television show, which I love, that played in 36 countries around the world. And, you know, when when I'm at home, I don't sound different to anyone. When I'm in other places, my accent can be a giveaway, but definitely my hair, the way I look, the way I show up, I am recognisable. And I've always been aware of and truly wanted to um, be a really good representation for our industry. I don't feel like that's my job at all. Um, And I haven't made myself the poster child of that. Don't get me wrong, but I love being a hairdresser and I love our industry. And I'm, I'm very aware of the success that I have had. Yes, has been through my hard work and saying yes to opportunities and showing up and sometimes, you know, serendipitous things happening um, for sure. But I am also aware that 
having a television show about hairdressers and going into other people's business has created people that aren't in the industry kind of a spotlight right on our industry and our businesses and I've always hoped that I have represented the industry well at the time because it means so much to me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very important. I was someone who didn't come from the hair industry and came into writing for InStyle and finding out so much about it. I still knew hairdressers were so important. Obviously, I would get my hair done, so I knew that. But as you're saying, there can be ignorant comments around people not understanding the extent. And it's through having this job that I have seen. I mean, immediately I saw the level of artistry that was beyond salon work that people would do. I would see the sense of community, connection, businesses, education, like everything that we almost take for granted probably in the industry, but that I think you've put out to a larger platform beyond the industry as well. So I think that that is really important. Uh, do you have anything coming up that you can tease us with or any big things on the horizon that is in your short to medium term career future? Um, you will see me on TV. Oh. In the near future. Um, I'm working on something. So that will happen very soon. And honestly, for me, it's education. It's always education, connection, um, hopefully sharing knowledge, experience, looking at things a little differently and, and being as supportive and hopefully encouraging um, as I can to all the industry professionals out there. Yeah, I think that that speaks for itself and the advice that you have and the wisdom. And I don't want to go back to the dinosaur and unicorn of it all, but it really is such, such an incredible right. thing. For I'm us. a dinosaur. It's okay. I don't mind saying it. So it's no, okay. it's, 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 it you're, you're an icon. I think that's what it is. You know, you have stood out in the industry and beyond it. And we're so lucky to get these insights from you and talk about all these interesting things about the industry that you have just such a great approach to and that I think people will really benefit from. So thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thanks for having me. There you have it, everyone. I really hope that you enjoyed that interview. It was such a privilege for me to speak to Tabitha. She really is such a legend in the hairdressing community. And I hope that you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed doing the interview. Remember to check out www.styleicons.com.au slash podcast to get more information, more episodes of the InStyle podcast. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast to get all that inspiration straight to your ears. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed and we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>